the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are a lot of songs I could have picked from. It's too late. Feel the earth move. Jazz man, you got a friend for Carol King's birthday. 81 today, Mike. The great Carol King. That's something she's just about. One of the one of the greats, yeah. one of the absolute greats. Indeed, um, so and kind of a metaphor that's uh, uh, maybe you, you're so far away describes Joe Biden's cognitive decline. You I know, know, I was, like, and I was going to use that for it's too late. I said, but I hope it's not mm, too late. Mm, so, uh, mm. do, you, do you kind of agree with me that going into the State of the Union, I was like, oh Lord, here comes the State of the Union. What a butt whipping this is going to be, and no news is made, and it's just such a waste of time. Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. But like clockwork. Every State of the Union does tend to spring to life certain things to talk about. It's kind of a thumb on the pulse of where we are. That news is either good or, or not good. And, and, the, rea- and the, the Republican response is always worth noting in this particular case, Sarah Sanders. So all other things being equal, I think State of the Union was probably a talk show's friend. Don't you think? Well, of course it was. And and what he's doing now, he's coming here to Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. Whoopee. Can't wait. Uh, he, he's, Will he's you be gonna, there to meet him? Are you going to be part of the welcome? Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm be like George Santos in the front row uh, okay. trying to shake his hand. That, that Mitt Romney. To, oh, yeah. we got to get to that in just a minute. Yeah, indeed. yeah. But, but first, let's talk a little bit about this tac- this tactic he's using where he, he claims that he got the whole chamber to suddenly agree on not making cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Now, this is an interesting little sleight of hand what he did i mean he didn't expect and i gotta give him credit listen quick on his feet relatively speaking because he gets this outrage and this this roar of disapproval at the suggestion that republicans want to gut social security and then he says oh so you don't want to gut it well no of course we don't okay so can we all agree we're all going to save it yes and they all stand he goes look what i did look what i did Exactly. I mean, for a future Republican president should go before a divided Congress and say, you know, there are Democrats in this thing, in this chamber who want to uh, outlaw church. You want to make going to church illegal. And those Democrats go, no, no, we don't. Well, you don't. Oh, well, then then you agree with me. Look at the the, the power of. And I love the ability to change Uh, hearts and minds. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Quick, uh, quick P.S. And then we'll get to. Pierre Delecto and uh, and the chronic uh, habitual John Lovitz of the Congress, the liar. Yeah, that's uh, the yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I invested in Spider Man, the musical. I was a producer. I mean, he, he gets close to home here. He starts talking about Broadway shows that he's that's now. Right. That was that was his latest whopper that he was a producer of Spider Man. Of all the shows you want to be a producer of, that ain't one of them. No, that was one of the biggest bombs in the history of Broadway. And and he's claiming he was one of the investors. By the way, how do I sound? today fine why well i'm doing something how many years have you sat have you put your big fat face in front of a microphone like i've put my big fat face in front of a microphone it's been over 40 40 how about how many yeah 40 ish right Mm -hmm. sure for the first time ever we're using a shotgun boom mic because now that we're you know big time tv with salem news channel they don't like to see the microphone 
Right. I've never done a show without a microphone. So now so, I've got so because is, liber- is it liberating and it's more it's like normal weird. interaction or is yeah. it weird not to have the nurturing proximity of this microphone? I mean, it's it- weird not to have the nurturing proximity, but it's over my head. Tracy was so sweet. Uh, our, you know, our office manager here in Tampa brought in a cookie to celebrate because she went out and got the <laughs> she went over there to the guitar center she, and got shaped the- like a microphone. <laughs> well, it's a, but I can't uh, right now. I'm in PhD mode and I'm like, oh. Oh, no, this big, no delicious cookies. looking. No, no cookies for me. But yeah, it's a strange. Remember the old Johnny Carson days when he had the big boom mic? He'd come oh, out and do the monologue. And sometimes if the camera you know, would pan out, you'd see this big rod floating right. over all the guest heads. But I will tell you this. It, it, the thing about the boom mic, maybe maybe they're just much better these time, these days, is that the boom was obviously farther away than the actual microphone. Right. That's well, that's the point because you so can't it see it. Would be ho- it would be hollow and it wouldn't sound as present. You sound right. great. That's, no, you know, that's what that's what Eric said. We've got a, it's an, yeah. for for audio files. It's a Sennheiser. I don't know what kind of shotgun mic, but yeah, it's uh, you know they got it on this big thing over my head here, and so far so good. So we're we're gonna we're kind of testing it today. Excellent. Anyway, I, I digress. So yeah, uh, Pierre Delecto c- confronting George <laughs> help, Santos. Help, help everybody out, Pierre. De- Mitt Romney. How did Mitt Romney use the Pierre Delecto? Was it a fake? That was Facebook his account, his non non plume it was his alias he apparently had a fake account in in in, in social I think media it was twitter wasn't it social media yeah, okay. yeah i think it was twitter and he and he would like have a fake and somehow he got exposed i was like well that's mitt romney now uh, he so so his now uh, his critics love to call him pierre delecto because it is kind of weird but anyway he sees george santos and Who there's also santos. at one point known as george anthony devolder so you so everybody oh he's been known as anything now. he was known oh, well. as napoleon bonaparte i mean this <laughs> guy has lied yes. about everything. I was Napoleon Bonaparte in 1803. I, I, I was I, Napoleon. And I, you know, here's tribalism because I'm like, all right, Democrats, you want him to step down? Go pound salt, you know? I know. How about make Richard Blumenthal step down for saying Thank that he served you. in Vietnam? I mean, but on the other hand, this guy does seem like he's got some screws loose. I mean, he's lied about every, his where he, college degrees he didn't have, where Parents. he worked didn't have. His mother jumped yep. out of the t- burning buildings of 9-11 didn't, didn't happen. I mean, he just lied about everything. So you ha- what, how do his constituents feel about this? They voted for a guy who yep. is basically this complete bogus, you know, liar, chronic liar. So, so Mr. Uh, Virtuous himself, the pillar of virtue, Mitt Romney goes walking into the chamber the other night and sees uh, Santos and they have words and it's all caught on camera yeah. and you can see Romney's chewing him out, but then Santos is barking right back at him. Yep. And then they get him yesterday and they ask him about it and he said, wasn't a very Mormon thing of him to do. <laughs> what? Wow. I mean, wow is right. I mean, but this guy, as you said, you look at his Twitter and everything. I mean, he's rock solid. He's a he conservative. Absolutely is. And he's beating down the left. And it's it's an attempt to sort of change the subject from the duplicitousness that he used to get elected. You ask the golden question, how do he, how do the people of the district feel or his constituents? Which one you want to do? The people who actually 
actually voted for him? How do they yeah. feel? Let's but play the, the game. Let's say you and, I, you and I are no longer talk show hosts in our respective states of Texas and Florida. You and I okay. are good, proud Republicans in yes. a district that is a little sliver of Queens and a whole lot of the North Shore of Long Island. Okay, that's us now. And we do whatever we do for a living. But we are Republicans in what has largely been a, a Democrat district of late. Biden won it. Obama won it. So, wow, we got us a Republican congressman. But it's George Santos. And we discover after the fact that he was just a serial liar in order to help him get elected. But there he is now. So how do you how first do you feel knowing that if he steps down, if he resigns, if he buckles under pressure, you know, it will have under New York law, a special election, probably as soon as April or May, in which a Democrat will almost certainly win. So how are you feeling? I don't like a Democrat certainly winning, that's nope. for sure. I mean, I nope. hate it. And nope. so I, I, so we got, well, what do we do? We, 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 we back John Wayne Gacy as long as he's a Republican? <laughs> wow. I, well, no, I mean, <laughs> how far do we go, Mark, in holding <sighs> our nose? I, I mean, it's, it's a, it is such a quandary. Well, I'll answer that one for you, too, because it, it's... We, we've we talked about this a lot. We believe in redemption. We believe in second chances or third or fourth or fifth. It depends 19? On what 19? In this guy's case. This guy's actual service in Congress, what he actually does this year and next, will either cause Republican voters in the district to want to keep him or support a primary challenger. You leave it up to them. You just leave it up to them. And leave I suppose it up to the voters. I, I would have to say that if his actual service in Congress seems redemptive, if he seems to vote in the way that I would want him to vote, that I would be in a forgiving mood. Here's a text from Dallas uh, on the MyPillow text line, 800-655-MIKE, our instant focus group, which I love. If they get Fetterman, we get Santos. Yes. Well, have you heard the Fetterman news? Yeah. He's in the hospital. Well, he was at a Senate retreat. He felt lightheaded. And, you know, and I don't know if this is related to the stroke or further evidence that he shouldn't be in the Senate because he's a health time bomb. Oh, he shouldn't off. be in the I Senate. I don't know. Well, that was up I to voters, too. I can answer that question. That was I up mean, to voters, too, wasn't it? Mm, mm, and and you, remember well, I, you remember what I said? I think it I think it at one point became a hashtag disembodied Republican head. I said I would at one point vote for a disembodied Republican head over any Democrat if that were the, the choice available to me in Pennsylvania. So. Let's talk about election yeah. disinformation for just a moment. Are you taking in any of this uh, House Oversight Committee the Twitter, Twitter hearings? hearings? I love oh, it, love it, love it. gosh, love it. love it. How about Lauren Boebert uh, just browbeating these ex-Twitter employees? Who the hell do you think you are? I know. They, they got know. this guy that was, uh, you know, kind of behind the deplatforming of so many this is a guy, Yoel Roth, was responsible for removing tweets that he believed violated Twitter's rules. He was regularly meeting with federal officials to talk about disinformation. This is a guy who tweeted out that there are Nazis in the White House. Of course. And and, and so Comer call, calls him out on it, says, you think all conservatives are Nazis? Oh, no, I, I, I don't think all conservatives. Oh, yeah. come on. I mean, they, you know, and, and are you following James O'Keefe, the drama over at Project Veritas? So Project Veritas, apparently they have a 501c3, a 501c3 and they have another kind of a... 501c4, I think it is, Mm -hmm. but that has more board members than the 501c3. In any event, I mean, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. Right. 
Right? I mean, for those who don't know, Project Veritas are the people who do the undercover videos. They they get the Planned Parenthood people revealing their ghoulishness. Mark, they just did a huge expose with Pfizer. Pfizer guy, the Pfizer executive executive. talking about monetizing COVID. So that's their gig is they do really valuable guerrilla undercover journalism revealing people saying things that inform us. And it's James O'Keefe. I mean, it's him. him. I mean, he's the face. He's the founder. So right after this Pfizer bombshell where they get this Pfizer Pfizer executive admitting gain of function and all this other stuff, this crazy stuff with mutating viruses, the, they essentially have suspended him with pay. The board has him on a, on a leave. They're apparently upset. I, I think it has to do with the, the, the Ashley Biden diary. This has to do with, Hunter, with Joe Biden's daughter's stolen diary. Yeah. And, and and New York Magazine is all over this story, and they're saying this could be the end of pro- this was months ago, and yeah. I think that's what it's. it's, it's what did they so, supposedly do? What's the problem here? Well, what's, the what's problem the, is the they offense? they published the 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 contents yeah. of a stolen diary, but Oopsie you know, daisy. but even New York Magazine even the, and the New York Times in covering this acknowledges. Ever heard of the Pentagon Papers? Those were yeah. stolen. All these items that have been stolen in the past, Trump's tax returns, those were stolen. I mean. This, so, I guess this, so, so I can hear I can hear people saying Pentagon Papers, you know Daniel Ellsberg and all this. It was about a greater good of informing the yep. public about Vietnam. Uh, yep. Edward yep. Snowden, that that snake uh, trader, would tell you that it was a greater good and the things that he was trying to reveal. Somebody's diary is probably another category of thing. That's the point, saying. and that's what they're saying is it was a bridge too far. And and apparently yeah. Keith reported O'Keefe um, really agonized over whether to go with it or not, uh, mm. but. But man, oh man, it feels like they're picking them off one by one. It just feels like these these warriors and these activists. Lauren Southern's parents were de- were were banned from Airbnb. Now Lauren Southern is a is a described as an alt right Canadian filmmaker. Mm-hmm. She's this beautiful young woman. She was on with Tucker last night, and, and they've targeted her. They say she's racist because she's anti immigrant and everything else. But she's you know she's a real you know fierce fierce activist. Her parents wanted to have a little getaway. Her parents, she says they're not political. They're not even really involved in her stuff. Airbnb said, sorry, you're not allowed to be uh, on our platform. We're not going to rent you uh, an Airbnb because of your affiliation with your daughter, the political activist. Mark, this is the modern day. This is happening. I mean, banks are are not taking. I mean, and and, you know, Mike Mike Lindell, they they did. They didn't want his dirty my pillow money because they didn't like him politically. So this is insane. This is stuff that's happening that I think we have to be aware of because it's a it's a way of of, of social justice and and I, I'm worried about the Mark Davis rule. You know the Mark rule. Private company, exactly. Airbnb Cause, cause can do business with whatever they want to do. There's no good solution because either we have to accept this cancellation of people on the threadbare, the flimsiest threads of political uh, vendettas, or we go telling private companies whom they can allow and disallow, which is a tough place to go. Can you imagine how you'd feel if you or Lisa or you, you guys were turned away from from a platform or, that or, you or, wanted or, to or, use, or if a relative of mine were? Don't for let's, your let's, political let's, views. Yep, 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 yep. I'm sorry. I I got to say the Mark Davis rule is bonkers. Yeah, so I, you're going so like to so make a bank, make a, a, a an Airbnb place, take somebody they don't want to take. So you, you're gonna, so you're on, so so you're okay with being banned for your political yeah. views? I uh, no, I think that'd be terrible. But well, the, which is the, it? Sometimes the solution is worse than the problem. 
Well, I, 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 I think know. I think there's got to be some, some you know, accountability. You know, the flip side of the coin is we got to scoot. The flip side of the coin, though, is that what if conservatives want to do something about Disney or want to do something about or et cetera, et cetera? Well, et cetera, they are. That, uh, you know, the, the, the cake guy who gets you to make Disney stock lately. Oh, I know. And but the, the the latest cake person or florist that doesn't want to do this, but they biz, private businesses get to do what they get to do. Well, then there's then there's uh, and, and then, then guess what? Then you you turn away people because they're black because they're Jewish. Jewish. We we don't allow discrimination. We don't exactly. allow discrimination. No, don't. Discrimination is illegal, Mark. Discrimination uh, on, on is some illegal things. on some things. On many things. Yep. So but apparently, yeah, you, but apparently but you, not politics. And you, fa- but you favor discrimination. Because you want, I, you want to use the Mark Davis consistency rule and I, say I businesses can discriminate. In other words, what you're saying is, Mark, and let's own it, you're mm-hmm. believing that businesses can discriminate against anybody they want. Correct. And then okay. we have the right to either hate that, not hate that, blister them publicly. That's the America I prefer over Got government telling businesses what to do. It's a great argument. Happy, there, yep. uh, happy Thursday Happy to Thursday. You no, you got to go. go. I know, but good argument. Yeah, 800-655-MIKE. <laughs> you set me up for a great show. Okay, here we go. 10.05. All right, Mike thank you. Gallagher there for you on his Thursday program next. And then after Mike, I'm back doing the Prager Show right here on 660 AM The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.